yeah, it's reading week. That means I now have one week to deal with all my shit and then somehow not mess up when college continues. Instead of being reasonable during the last week of college before reading week and just focusing on learning and not procrastinating on too many assignments, you already know I was busy finding out everything about Stargirl. And not the interesting stuff either, I'm talking height, weight, eye color, dominant hand, favorite dish, you know, the really stalkery things to know about a celebrity. I obviously went to the best source I know for all of this, Greg. The answers are 1m68, unknown, dark green, right hand, and sushi. None of this helped, because even though I'm not sure how tall my sister is exactly, 168 sounds about right, and there's always heels to throw you off. Audrey's eyes are brown, but contact lenses exist, and both dominant hand and sushi match, so this tells me nothing. No. The detail that I used to 100% confirm Stargirl's identity is a much more obvious one. Her hair. Stargirl is blonde, while Audrey has brown hair, so obviously it would have to be a wig. But if I could find someone to get me a real hair of Stargirl, a brown hair, I could DNA test it against my sisters. Now, why aren't I just talking to Audrey? Because she won't tell me. This isn't a hunch, I know this to be true. I've been dropping so many cues this week, Audrey must have thought I was going insane. Texts like, just remember you can talk to me about anything. Still at work? You really like your job, huh? And, you seemed uncomfortable yesterday, are you hurt? Or even, you know, Stargirl is really growing on me. And nothing. She's not telling me a thing. I'm getting the feeling she might want to, but I guess Stargirl would probably be contractually obligated to stay quiet. But I have to know for sure. So, Greg. I didn't tell him that I was researching this because of Audrey, obviously. I just asked him if he could get me in contact with someone who might be able to get to and sell a strand of Stargirl's hair. Her real hair. You won't believe the amount of fanboy testing I had to get through to get him to do that for me. He was so suspicious. No excuse was reasonable enough for him. I have definitely gained a new kind of respect for the guy over the week. He would be doing so much better if he was in my Gordon situation. Oh, the Gordon situation. I was going to end it, I swear. I was headed to his place, Monday, early morning, strengthened on French toast a la Martin, and ready for anything. I knock. He yells that the door is open. He's not in the living room, so I go deeper. I find him in his room, just putting on his shirt. I see him in that moment, and everything in my mind suddenly notices how strong he is. How tall. How dangerous. Not in a good way. I wasn't being romantic. Danger isn't romantic. But with him standing there all expectant, towering, with the arsenal of weapons, I know he has just one room further. I couldn't do a thing. My mind was an autopilot. I said, Oh, nothing. Just wanted to see you. I didn't like the way we left things. And before I know it, he agrees. He's in full charmer mode. Doesn't really work on me anymore, but from the outside, all you would see was me gently nodding, going, Mm-hmm, every once in a while, as he explains how sorry he is for how tense it's been and how he wants to make things work. What could he do to convince me? Thus, autopilot me goes... You seem so focused on work all the time. I've never even been there. I just want to be part of your life more. Yes, autopilot me is an idiot. Glad we could establish that. Gordon was a bit taken aback, though, and I'm at least a little proud. But once he'd collected himself, he just stared me down and said, I don't think you'd like it at my job. 
It was the first time I was afraid he might do something. Afraid I might get hurt. At the end of the day, I didn't know if I'd been a coward or incredibly brave. But in that instant, I decided my best chances of survival were to go along for now. Let the relationship die naturally and don't suffer any consequences. So I laughed it off. Ha, huh, don't be silly. If you're doing it, I'm sure it's fine. But hey, if you don't want that, it's okay. I'm sorry for being so needy. I just have a lot of stress at the moment, so let's talk about it later. I said something along those lines. And I'm still alive, so it must have worked. We apologized, and I was back in uncomfortable dates land. Yay. Back to Audrey, aka Stargirl. Does this count as hero news now? No. No. She might be a hero, but she'll always be my sister first. Anyway, Tuesday, once I pass the geek initiation or whatever, Greg tells me he has a friend who works for Innie, but he's denied him any Stargirl-related wishes so far. I told Greg to ask him anyway, because I assumed Greg always wanted to meet Stargirl or know who she is. Which, to be fair, I do too, but they wouldn't know that. Later that day, I went to visit Greg the Bird, and while I was there, I stole some hair out of my sister's brush. On Thursday, I come over to Greg the Human. He has a new roommate who was playing video games in this room when I came by. We maneuvered around the giant Stargirl statue, which already unsettled me before, but now it's just worse. And we headed to Greg's room. It's stuffed full of Stargirl, of course, as well. Posters where she wears a classic comic book version outfit, which even has a cape. Pictures and little figures with her in her actual combat costume, which is much more functional without cape, but equally as colorful, and so on. I was a bit nervous, but I'd had a lot of time to consider how to handle my sister actually turn out to be Stargirl. I'll get to my conclusion later, but just to say, my heart was beating fast. Greg went to open a safe and retrieved a little plastic baggie from inside. A bag with a strand of mousy brown hair. It's actually quite little, I'm assuming he split the amount he got to keep some for himself. Then he said, That'll be 2,400 pounds. To which I elegantly counter, 2,400 pounds? It was preposterous. He's one son of a biscuit, I'll give him that. He said, Well, it wasn't cheap, this is the real deal. If he'd wanted to scam me, he would have sold me hair the color of yours. But this... He waved the baggie in my face as he said this. This is what Stargirl looks like under the wig. That doesn't come cheap. But... He made a very annoying break here. He'd obviously been leading up to this. If you tell me what you actually need it for, I'll give you a thousand pound discount. That little maggot actually wanted to blackmail me. I played dumb. What do you mean, actually, need for? I told you, I've got a bet going with my sister. She's a fan. This wasn't the problem when I got her a mug. And, I know, mentioning Audrey here was risky, but he did already know she was a fan. It was the most solid lie I had. Oh, come on! Real hair? Whose DNA are you going to test it against? I'm not stupid! At this point, I was freaking out internally, but I managed to stay a reasonable amount of upset on the outside. I went into full-blown denial mode, which, I've gotta say... I've been nailing recently. That's my superpower. What? I'm not testing it against anything. Where would I even do that? I just have this bet with my sister. You can't charge me 2,000 pounds. We argued and bartered back and forth for a while. I pulled out my ace later, admitting that it wasn't a bet I was trying to win, but rather I'd already lost that bet. A really embarrassing one that I was too ashamed to admit. And having to get the hair was my punishment. 
I basically begged Greg to sell it to me for less. He didn't crack completely, but I got the price cut in half, which is still really, really expensive. I did ponder a lot internally if I should really buy this, but I couldn't show hesitance at that point. I left triumphantly with my strand of hair and hoped to God I'd never have to put up with Greg again. Thankfully, the rest of this crazy experiment was free because Martin, opposed to Greg, has some decency and did the DNA test on both Stargirl's and Audrey's hair, no questions asked. He too isn't stupid and obviously suspects something, but he's being nice about it and is not charging me a thousand pounds. And yeah, the test came back a match. My sister has been a superhero for a year or so, and in training, presumably much longer. What does this change? What does this change? She still loves her job more than anything. She's helping people. She lied to me, but I kind of get it. I haven't told her about Martin or Gordon, and the last thing I want to be is a hypocrite. If I'm as bad as someone else, I'm not going to judge them for it. It's pathetic. I have a personal grievance with hypocritical people. So for now, I'm just worried. She already got hurt on the job, a lot, presumably, and she might be able to fly. Oh my god, my sister can fly. But, but that doesn't mean she's still not vulnerable. That doesn't mean she's not still a vulnerable, very susceptible to death human being. My goody two-shoes superhuman sister. I think this is enough for today. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is better soap.